Previously, on The Last Tapestry. Mona's going to say, is this artifact really worth your life? More than you know. With their movement, they are going to grab the idol and fucking bolt into the code check room. They're able to, like, wrestle it back out of, um... Bustle's mouth, but as they do, there is like a disturbance in the um, in that birch shavings that was that was mentioned. The body shifts and seems to spill a little bit of whatever was inside, exploding out from it. Are these spectral forms? Well, something that you're quite familiar with by now, which is uh, dream wraiths. Three huge spectral dream wraiths just fly out of this little doll and further into the museum. You can see that there is a large leviathan-looking fish with glowing green eyes and it has along the side of it a bunch of bioluminescent dots that you can make out coming closer and closer to you in the darkness. Roll initiative for me. (laughs) Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. But what of the web already woven for us? What of the fate that has already been decided? If our predestined path is blighted, what then? Surely you would think there would be some way to change that. Okay, so I how I'm going to do this is I'm going to do one round for each exhibit, and then we'll start back up at the top. So, Elijah, you're at the top of the round. Um, you are now facing off with a unsteady-looking animatronic. It doesn't seem to be armed anymore. <laughs> okay. But it is looking... It is coming at you. Is there, like, a check I can make to see if this thing is going to be impervious to my sword like the robots in the in the speakeasy were. You can roll history to see if you remember something from that night. <laughs> 14? You would suspect that it is. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Amaranth to give him 2 AC. Oh. And then I'm going to use my channel divinity to make my sword magic. Oh, so that shit just starts fucking glowing. Nice. I'm going to say since you got a nat 20 close enough to initiative, I'm going to give you uh, a surprise round. So I think that's what that was. Oh, nice. I don't care if anyone thinks I'm too (laughs) soft. Eat me. Look, I appreciate it. I will take a swing at this fucker. Okay. That's a 19 to hit. That for sure hits. 14 damage. Okay. It reels back. And it doesn't seem to have liked that very much. The green of its eyes grows even more intense. Cool. I'm going to take my second attack on it. 
<laughs> I did not realize you got one of those. I've rolled the exact same thing, so that hits. Yep. And eight damage. You've knocked a piece off of this thing and uh, found some exposed wires under there that start to crackle. It's not looking good. Uh, he, he just kind of like looks back at it and he's like, okay, you can take a ton of it. <laughs> oh, well, if, I'll you. if you'll allow it, Elijah. I will. He's just going to knock him with his uh, rolling pin into the water. <laughs> he, he raises his gun and shoots Elijah. <laughs> Oh, he actually does hit this thing. And, Eli- nice. <laughs> and Elijah's in melee, right? So he can use his sneak attack? Yes. Oh my god, you guys are going to yes, end up killing this absolutely. thing before it can even move. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, is his gun magic? No. Uh, but that's on me. <laughs> oh, but the, the exposed wiring, you can't shoot it there? Hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't work that way? I don't think so. Oh. I'm sorry. What if he splashed some water on him? Will that, uh, that <laughs> short circuit it somehow? <laughs> that was a whole 14 damage um, that uh, just clangs off of this thing. And it just, it turns to look at Amaranth now. It was not hurt, but only angered. Um, so, <laughs> oh. um, so I guess it's going to attack now. Can I? Yeah, I can pick something up. He is going to wrench a piece of this boat off of the boat. I don't do that. <laughs> he doesn't listen to you. He slaps it on himself. Just kind of like orients it so that it like matches with the rest of his like uh, scrapyard kind of looking body. I guess he's just going to try to hit you with an unarmed strike. Probably won't go well. I hope it doesn't. That is a 17. Nah, doesn't hit. Okay. He goes to hit you, and he glances off of the shield on your shoulder. Sucks for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, down in the Drywind Desert exhibit, Mona, you are confronted by your bony friend. This thing is going to come at you and... Crush you, based on that expression. It's not going to be good, but only if it hits. So it is going to claw at you with one of its massive claws. Maybe it won't hit. That would be nice. 13? Exactly hits. Oh, you have so little AC. I'm a wizard. <laughs> I know, but I, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad for you. Keep in mind she is I know. Yeah. I know. Okay, that is uh, seven for the first one. How are you doing? You know, I got 20 hit points. Cool. Oh, this next one is only nine. Nine does not hit your AC. Yes. Cool, that one was eight. This one definitely hits you. Four attacks, huh? Four melee attacks. But this is only... That's only four damage. And then it's done. <laughs> now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it back with your claws. <laughs> I don't have those. All right, I'm just going to do a firebolt and hope that that's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I definitely hit, I hope, God, 17 plus 7, 24. Oh, definitely. Okay, 16 fire damage. You fucked this thing up pretty good. It lets out another roar, quite displeased. And naturally, you do see, like, that fiery green light in its eyes just burn. And now, Deli. It is your turn. That was an unnatural 20, right, that you got? Uh, yes. Okay, just checking. It's your turn. Okay. Is this Leviathan... Oh, it's... Is it a construct, or is it an actual creature? Flesh and bones? You can't really tell. You can roll insight. Okay. Can I do that? Yes. You have pretty good insight. Yeah. 18? You could tell that this is probably... They probably don't have an actual literal Leviathan down here. This is probably a robot. Like, this has come kind of animatronic. I was hoping you'd say that, because I'm going to cast a level 3 Shatter, which is just one more than... Hell yeah, fuck it up. I remember spells. 
You like you know what? This is I not warned your fault. you. Yeah, yeah. This you is... did. You did. <laughs> the Leviathan has to make a Constitution saving throw. Is it good at that? Let me see. Oh, oh yeah, it is. Oh shit. Hold on. Oh man. It's not what I, I believe it to saves. But disadvantage because it's a it's a construct, right? Yes. Oh sweet. Nice. Eleven. You do not save. Good. So I get to deal. 4d8 damage. I'll just roll these d8s twice. Okay, that's 2 plus 7. 7 plus 4. 2, 7, 7. 20. 20. 20 damage. Hey. It's not wearing anything, right? Because that would also... It just seems to be wearing, like, plated... Like, it's, like, Like plated armor. armor. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so... So you did 20 damage? Yeah. Excellent. This one is a little harder because Atlas is with you, so I scaled it up. Atlas's turn. He he gives and he takes. He gave me cool shadow magics, and then now he's giving me harder combat. <laughs> it's because he wants you to grow. Oh, uh, yeah. See, he's just, just like me and Marjorie, or Deli and Marjorie. He's just pushing me forward. You know? Yeah. That's a nice way of looking at it. Okay. He's going to cast Evard's Black Tentacles, I think. Ew. In the entire area that is before you, trying to trap this Leviathan in difficult terrain, I think. So that's what he's going to do. Squirming ebony tentacles fill a 20-foot square on the ground in front of him, which is gross. It's gross. So that is what he's going to do. Everyone else is fine. I don't think he has anything else he can do on a bonus action. Other than pray. Okay, Marjorie's turn. I think I know exactly what I want here. Okay, I was gonna say, does Marjorie have a weapon or is it still a broom? Elijah gave her a sword, Elijah, right? Yeah, Elijah gave her a sword. She's got tons of weapons now, including her broom handle. <laughs> Watch out. She's going to cast Beacon of Hope on all three of you. So that bestows hope and vitality. For the duration, you have advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws and regain the maximum number of hit points possible from all healing. Go keep track of that. Oh no, now it's time for it to attack. I almost went back to Elijah. <laughs> you wish. Leviathan just You don't chills. have to. <laughs> you could just go right back to Oh god. <laughs> It does. A, it has a multi-attack, which is great. <laughs> it is going to attack Delhi twice and Atlas twice, if it can. But first, it needs to deal with Evard's black tentacles. So hold on. It has to make a dexterity saving throw. Please don't make it. Fifteen. What is your save DC? Sixteen. Okay. Thank yes. God. Okay. Good. <laughs> It'll take 3d6 bludgeoning damage and be restrained until the spell ends. Fine. Which is up to a minute. Nice. I got 666. That is so crazy. Okay. um, (laughs) (laughs) Take a photo. The devil is with us. I don't know what that is. uh, Wait, hold on. 18? Okay. Okay. Yeah, those tentacles do uh, quite a bit of damage to this thing, and it is restrained. His speed is zero. Attack rolls against creature have advantage, and his attack rolls have disadvantage. And he has a disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. So, he is pretty boned. Um, Elijah. Yes. I'm gonna stab a robot. Stab this robot. He is not doing good. Alright. So that's gonna be 27 on the first attack. Jesus Christ. The second attack is a 29. Good Holy frick. Nice. (laughs) It's all he's good at, guys. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Jesus God. Seven damage and eight damage. (laughs) I boosted its AC in this last round and it just didn't even matter. Uh, okay, how much? <laughs> the To making the sword magic lets me add my charisma modifier to my attack. That's why those rolls are so high. Oh. Um, I did seven damage, and then I did eight damage. I add six to my damage, so as you can imagine, the rolls for the damage are not good. <laughs> I thought it was on top of that. Okay. No. So that's 15, right? 
if you say so. <laughs> okay, it is, uh, it is battered all to hell. You have stripped off so much of this thing's casing. Like, it used to have, like, a fun little happy face because it was the gondola man, but half of it <laughs> has just been ripped away. Um, oh, no. so that's not horrible at all. <sighs> Amaranth's a wizard! What does he have? It's <laughs> like, Amaranth's defenseless. No, he has spells. He's a wizard, just a baby wizard. Yeah. He's got magic missile. You know, it's better <laughs> it than- me well. The Mona. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Um, okay. I think that's the subtitle of that spell. Magic missile. It's better than nothing. <laughs> it's been a while since I've used this one. Is this like, does this just hit? Unless you have shield? Yeah, it just hits. Yeah. That's nice. That's pleasant. Three. Okay, fun. Are you going to be able to wipe out the last of this thing's health? Probably. Eight. How much did it have left? Seven. <laughs> So, uh, this thing <laughs> crumples into, um, the bottom of the ship. Just, like, pieces of it collapse into the ship. But you do notice that that green fire is starting to crackle up out of its eyes and surges up like a snake. But before you really know what to do about that whole situation, we're going to cut away to Mona, who is dealing with oh God. her bone friend. Oh, sadly, the bone friend goes first. That's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So I did, cr I did crit. Um, so let me. Oh no! <laughs> so hold on. Oh no! <sighs> well, guys, it's been oh, good. No, you're gonna die in the desert, away from all of us. I hope you have a backup character, Jordan. We have no idea <laughs> how to find or where to find you. Where are you at now, health-wise? That was eight damage for that one. Okay, that puts me at eight health. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> shh, shh. Run, Mona, run. <laughs> Please. Just go. Okay, that hide. was an eight. That was another eight. If I could just roll that one more time. Okay, that was a 10. Plus what? Plus five. So your AC so that is- hits. Ooh, okay. Roll my death, do it. No! Okay, that is a two uh, plus three, so five, right? That doesn't kill you yet? No, nope, not yet. Barely. Okay, it's your turn. Well, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep, you fool. <laughs> Just bury your, bury, bury your head in the sand. Maybe he won't see you. Play <laughs> <Probably> dead. <laughs> like a possum? Yeah, like a possum. Yeah, can I disengage and try to stealth? Yes. I'm gonna say yes. The alternative is to just die, so, like, that's good. <laughs> 17 plus 5, so 22. Nice, nice, nice. 22. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. You, uh, run off. You break off into the shadows of this exhibit as fast as you fucking can. Back down in the title triumvirate, we start off with Deli. Sweet. Um, you know, what ain't broke will just shatter. We will do that. That one does worry me because it has a big boost to con. The Leviathan does? Huge. Got it. It does get disadvantage though. It's funny because all the things I have take con. <laughs> like Thunder Wave and, and Heat Metal both take our, our con saves. Unless I want to heal it, then, but no. Make oh, anyway. You could do that. Maybe make friends. Aww. Make friends, I heal you. Make the Leviathan blush. Sing it a lullaby. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I'll just do another level three shatter. I don't think I'm going to use these level three slots for anything else. Oh, excellent. He couldn't do worse than this. That is a nat one. So Nice, nice. You see bills. Um, Does that mean you do double the damage because he crit failed? That is up to you, DM. 
I don't mind that. Sure, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I just roll my four d8s and then times that by two. I'd say roll a d8. I'll just roll this four times. Three forty-three damage. Holy heck! Dang! Awesome. Okay. As a bonus action, I'm going to give Atlas a note of potential. Which is now a D8, so it's like my Bardic Inspiration, and then if you, when you roll the Bardic Inspiration die, which is a D8, um, you will be able to also add on either whatever whatever the roll is for, so an ability check or a, an attack. Is the Note of Destruction, is that using it for an attack? Yes. It is Atlas's turn. Uh, does he have to do a melee attack for that, or can he do a spell attack? It does not specify what kind of attack, just an attack roll. Okay, yeah, I think what he's going to do is he's going to do Shadow Spawn. As a bonus action, you become a creature of the darkness that can blend into the shadows. Nice. It's terrifying. But he probably can't do Channel Divinity and a spell on the same turn. He can. You can? Yes. As long as it's a bonus action, your Channel Divinity doesn't, like, count as a spell. So as long as, like, you're not using, like, two actions or two bonus actions or whatever. Yeah, he's going to use the Channel Divinity then. And he is going to turn into the shadows. And I guess he's just going to, like, sneak up on this Leviathan as his movement that is trapped in his gross black tentacles. Mm-hmm. What's your stealth, buddy? 18. That doesn't seem bad. It doesn't notice him, which means it doesn't see him, which means he's going to do a level 4 inflict wounds. So that's... 60-10? 5 5 Yeah, 60-10. He does 60 damage. Jesus. Jeez Louise. He's going... Yeah, he's going to do a fourth level inflict wounds if he can hit. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> you might need to use it. I definitely do, but I need to roll high on this D8 in order for it to work. No. Well, I think this automatically happens. Like, the extra effect automatically happens even if you don't get to attack. So. Yeah, let me take a peek at this shadow spawn again. Doesn't he get advantage for it being restrained? You're right! Holy shit! Oh, bless! <laughs> Thank you. I've got I've got too much. Yeah. yeah. Holy so shit. Pl- we're crowdsourcing thinking. Thank you. <laughs> we all share one brain cell. <laughs> That's so much better. That was a 15 on the die, uh, which is good because I only rolled a four. Okay, dope. That is exactly what I needed. He does, in fact, hit. And I can add your 8 to my to the damage he does? Or wait, no. What do I add to the damage he does? If you're going to choose to roll the Bardic Inspiration die, the creature will have to make a constitution saving throw or take thunder damage equal to the number rolled on the Bardic Inspiration die. Nice. Which is 4. I mean, this thing is pretty fucked, but I don't think it saves. That's 11? Doesn't, that does not save. So it takes Against my yeah yep he does not say I mean it's fine it takes sixty four damage this thing is done this thing lets out one last roar and just falls oh, no. to greasy pieces in the water and like like oil like seeps out of it but more importantly this feels like a bigger metaphor for something else <laughs> <laughs> the the light in its eyes also like shoots out of its open mouth now and now it is free of it so we are going to actually return to Mona. And we're gonna see if this thing can find you. Oh, God. This is exactly like in Jurassic Park with the kids hiding in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, is. this is exactly the same kind of tension. Did you roll a 22? Yeah, I rolled 22. It can't find you. So what are you doing? I can't leave Willow behind, so I have to actually destroy this thing, is the problem that I find myself in. Oh, that is true. Since, since I'm hidden, can I attack with advantage? Sure, yes. I'm gonna do a firebolt, because I'm not wasting spell slots yet. Well, not wasting more spell slots, I should say. Well, I sincerely hope that a 16 hits its AC. It does. Yay. It's just bones. I rolled a 1 and a 9. It's just bones. All right. Just bones. No bones about it. 
this dinosaur is going to kill you. <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm. What if you... That's a 14. 14? Ooh. What damage. if you just pull one of the bones out from its, like, leg and it just, like, falls like apart? Like in a cartoon. Oh, shit. Yeah, like in a cartoon. Okay. A firebolt shoots out of the shadows, like, streaks out of the shadows and hits this enormous dinosaur skeleton. It does not like it. And then I'm going to run <laughs> a war away from okay, it. Okay, so you're going to go, like, 30 feet away? Mm-hmm. Okay. Smart. So you're you're about 40 feet away, then. How, how far did you go to hide? Probably 30 feet. Oh, so you're 60 feet away. Yeah. Okay. I've got a range of 120 feet, so I'm just going to keep moving away. <laughs> That's incredibly smart. What kind of dinosaur is it, for my own picturing? It's. I'm definitely picturing a T-Rex. Yeah, but here's the thing, is it has a claw attack. So then how is it, like, mm, doing that? Mm. Reaching. I raptor. guess it's a raptor. Probably it's, a raptor. I guess it really is that scene. <laughs> it's like the crate. It's... It's like the crazy uh, Velociraptor hybrid they made in Jurassic there World. You go. So yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's how that's going. It's going to try to come after you, but I think it, yeah, it only has a claw attack. So like, what the heck is it supposed to do? Can it dash? It, I guess so. That'd be its whole turn. Yeah, no, I know. Trust me. I'm like keeping track. So it runs towards <laughs> you and it gets up real close to you, but um... It can't do anything just yet about that. So hold on, let me roll real quick for something. As as you are getting the taffy beaten out of you, <laughs> this has not gone unnoticed. You hear like a loud clang from behind you, like a really loud clang. It just resounds out through this empty exhibit building. And let me see. Ooh, okay, so the marigold runs past you, goes to whip the shit out of this dinosaur, and crits, so hold on. Oh, shit. You know what? 13's not bad for uh, a whip, because whips aren't great. They do, <laughs> They do like, True. whip out of the fucking darkness, whip a damn bone off of this thing's, like, rib cage or something. Nice. So that is, I mean, that's not nothing. I don't think they hit. They're going to flurry. Unless it could just spend a key point for that last attack to stun it. And this thing will make a con save. How constituted can bones be? Apparently not very. So that was... They were they are stunned. So, um, Mona, it is your turn. Okay. Take us home. Am I still far from this thing or is it up, is it up in... It's up in your life. I'm going to back away now that I don't have to disengage. And I'm going to do another attack with, with advantage because it's stunned. But I rolled max damage, so I rolled 20 fire damage. Holy shit! Alright! Nice. You have, uh, you have seared these bones, and they just come apart at the connective. Like, where they're all, like, <laughs> glued together by the screws and stuff, they just melt. And this thing just, like, falls uh. apart. As it does, just as in, you know, the other scenes, this enormous snake-like creature with a woman's face comes up out of the bones. These creatures, you all hear them speak right now. Like, all three of you. We have been taken from the islands we call home. In your dreams, you learn what it means to have everything. And in waking, know what it means to lose. You know what we have felt for many years. We have people to protect, to give good dreams to. You will learn what you have taken from them. And may this inspire you to return it to them. And as they say that, they just overtake your vision. There's just a blinding green light. 
And suddenly, all of you are standing with the people who you came with. Elijah is standing with Amaranth and Coniferous. Cordelia is standing with Atlas and Marjorie. And Mona is standing with Willow and Arya. I'm just going to roll to see who I deal with first. Deal Deal with? (laughs) Hopefully not deal with. What it, why do you everything you say just sounds very ominous and scary and threatening? Oh, I just realized the marigold wasn't supposed to be there because otherwise they go with you. They don't have to. I can't for, for internal consistency. I was about to say I can't break my own <laughs> my own rules just because I don't want to do it. Ah, oh, heck it. Sure, the marigold is standing there with you, Mona. So it's just you, Arya, Willow, and the marigold. Mona, Arya, Willow, and the Marigold are all standing now on what appears to be a movie set. And it's hard to tell what's going on, but you're just all there. And Willow's like, oh, am I? I swear I was just having a dream, but now I'm... Weren't we in a museum? Oh, we? I think that this might be a dream. Or a vision. Uh, are, are you... Are you a dream? Are you real? No, I think that we might all be real. But maybe having a shared dream. We're encountering something called a, a dream wraith. I only read about those once, so I, I can't really remember much about that. But that's a little startling. And Arya's just like, so what are we going to do about this then? In my previous experience with them, we have to sort of just complete the dream. But I don't know for sure that that's what's going on right now. Well, I'm, that's all we have to go off of. We may as well. Willow, when did you read about Dream Race? Uh, I, well, there are a lot of leaders, specifically leaders of, um, like, diocese or, like, despots who have made pacts or, or been combined with, with Dream Race. They're called Inspired. And they're not like Kalashtar. The, the Dream Race, they coexist with them, almost like some kind of parasite, almost. That's the only thing I know about him. Sounds scary. Yeah. I mean, it's not the kind of life I'd want to live. Mona will turn to the Marigold and say, My apologies for starting all this. I think I misunderstood the situation. You think you misunderstood the situation? I'm pretty confident I misunderstood the situation. Well, that's not going to bring my hit points back, but I suppose thank you. (laughs) We need to find our way through this, don't we? We? And they loop their whip back into a hoop and they attach it to their hip and they're just like, well, let's, uh, let's get going then. And again, you are just in a movie studio. You're on a set and it is empty for everyone but you, you group. Hello? Is there anybody here? You call out and there is no answer. But you can hear almost distantly. There's just kind of, it has like a feeling like maybe there is an energy here. I guess roll perception to see what you hear. 15. Okay, you can distantly hear and feel the energy of, like, this director. We should have been on, like, 10 minutes ago. Can we, can we move along with this? You can tell that they this is an impatient energy. So I can't tell where it's coming from? No, probably just the general director's chair that you can see. Like, it's kind of like when you look at it, you can hear the, vo- the echoes better, but... Okay, um... Do you think, um, well, if it's a dream and we have to get to the end of it... Do you think we just do... Should we make a movie? Yeah, like, would we make a movie? Uh, we could certainly try. I mean, that's always what I've wanted to do. Maybe... Oh. Yeah, I've wanted to be in in, uh, in talkies. Okay, well, I could I could help you with that. What are you guys going to do to make a movie? Um, is there a camera? There is. Are you going to be the one 
behind the behind the camera. Mona's going to be the director. <laughs> You're the director. Excellent. Good to know. So these are your actors: the Marigold, Arya, and Willow. So what's going on? What are you making them do? This is terrifying. <laughs> um, okay. So hmm. improv. <laughs> but there's no circumstance engine. <laughs> okay. Um, what's the, what's the set look like? The set is nebulous. It's just kind of amorphous. Like, it's just, it keeps shifting. Sometimes it looks like, you know, a low-lit bar. Sometimes it looks like a, where, like, an abandoned dock, you know, like, it all depends. It keeps kind of quietly shifting. Whoa. It's gonna be, the Marigold is someone who has to leave to go, okay, someone they care about is in trouble, and they have to leave to go save them. Okay. And Willow and Arya are... It's a love triangle. They're both lovers of the Marigold. Oh my god. And they don't want them to leave. They're, t- they're, they're too... It's too dangerous. Is it a love triangle or is it like... Is it like a thruple? You know, let's go with thruple. Okay. Oh god. Okay. So you... So you direct this movie and it is about the Marigold having to go save someone. Um, it's very dramatic. It does seem a little strange that they're the only person in a mask and the other two are dressed totally normal. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh... It's like Phantom of the Opera, right? <laughs> That's what I was expecting. I was expecting some Phantom of the Opera thing, but yeah, no. Well, maybe the Marigold's like a superhero, right? And they're about to go, like, off on a mission. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, they have to save the city and Willow and Arya are begging them not to go. Wait. I'm sorry, baby. We've had this talk before. We did. And you didn't listen. It's dangerous out there. Don't you see? I need to do it. I don't have another option. It's the only way to save them. And what about you? Why is it always you saving someone else? And we can't save you. That's just not the way things go. To hell with that. We love you. And you're either staying here, or we're all going together. Then it looks like we're all going together, doll. I can't turn my back on someone who needs me. Suppose we'll all have to turn together, then. And face this as one. Suppose we will. So I'm going to have you roll charisma. Uh, You can choose something else if you'd like, but I think it would be like maybe flat charisma just to see how good you are at directing. And I'm going to have the boys roll to see how good they are at acting. I've rolled an unholy 20. Ooh. Okay. So 15 for the marigold. Do you ever get it where you're playing a secret character and you're always afraid you're going to refer to them by their actual name? Yes. (laughs) 19 for Arya and Willow. Oh, but she rolled a 17, so actually she's fine. You got an unholy 20, and these actors are feeling it. Like, you have directed them so well that they are just really embodying this role. You you watch your actors as they just really live the moment. Uh, bring a tear to your eye if, if you're that kind of person who's into Aww. that kind of movie. Um... <laughs> <laughs> As you complete that, the scene ebbs away, and 
Elijah. Okay, you're standing there with Coniferous and Amaranth. Yeah, you and Coniferous and Amaranth are now standing in a... It looks to be a darkened police department, and through the um, the window next to you, there are just these slats of moonlight that cut through, and they're the only light in this setting. You seem to be, actually, in the head detective's office, but you don't see any sign of the head detective around. Time to start rifling through papers again. <laughs> and Amaran's like, oh, is, that, is that really the time for this? Why are we here? Did, are we out? Did we go back in time? I think it's a dream, because that's what dream rays do. Last time I got stuck in a dream, and he, he kind of turns to Coniferous and he's like, I've been stuck in a dream before. Um, <laughs> don't worry too much about it. Last time I was stuck in a dream, it was my dream, and I had to find the end of it. Uh, I don't, is this your dream? Do you dream about the head detective? And he looks at Coniferous and he's like, is it your dream? Do you dream about, probably not, right? No, I don't think I've ever dreamed about the head detective. Um, I don't know who he is. Oh, he's a fearbold gentleman, and he's too slow to catch me. Well, that seems like a, a bit of a drawback in a head detective, but... Um, he's out of shape. <laughs> uh, and Amaranth's just like, he isn't! He's, he's fine! <laughs> Why are you defending him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Poor Amaranth. Here we are in his office. I guess... Does it- Look like? Does it look? Fa- I mean, like I guess it looks familiar, but like the the mood lighting and everything. Do you think this is your dream? I th- I think it could be. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've always wanted to be the head detective, but I don't 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 say anything, <laughs> Elijah. No, no, no. I'm. <laughs> it just, it makes it's his sense. dream. It makes sense. <laughs> uh, you that you wanna. You want to be the boss detective? I do. I want to help people, but I just don't feel like the current detective is doing as much as he could be. Obviously. Why you I wanted to dethrone him and take over his spot. I get it. I guess, yes, I want that. So I guess maybe we should be going through paperwork. <laughs> yeah, do some, he pulls out the chair for Amaranth. He's like, have a seat. Do some paperwork. <laughs> Amaranth blushes at this. This boy literally is dreaming about paperwork. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he sits down. If you want to roll investigation, he will also. Okay. It is what you would imagine. Just a, a natural one. Natural yeah. Amaranth did good, which I think is important for him. Well, uh, Atticus gets a. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing it down. That uh, that's actually my first one since we started the attempts thing. Oh, nice. There you go. Boo, you got a one, but nice. You know, it does take the sting out of it. Yeah, you're failing forward. Failing forward. He got a 25. So he oh, is... Dang. I know, yeah. He is searching through these papers. They are everything he's wanted to see whenever he goes into this office and actually starts <laughs> working on these cases himself. He just keeps noticing just ties between the cold cases he's seen before and the ones he's dealing with now. And there's like, there was some recognition that's so obvious in his face. Like he's just, his whole face lights up and he picks up his paperwork and he starts like reorganizing it. (laughs) And after a minute of doing this, he pauses and he's just like, I don't think I actually know any of these names. I don't think any of these cases are real. (laughs) Oh, I would imagine not. That would mean the dream race. Is in on it. Is in on the crimes. Um, <laughs> that that would be worrying. Yes, it was the dream wreath all along behind all the crimes. I mean, but look at you—you're doing it. 
Now we are going to do it in, in person. We got you that briefcase earlier? Oh, it's just out there. Do you have that? Or did we leave it in the car? I think Amrath took it with him. I think he's got the okay. briefcase. Okay, good, good, good. So you got, you got that. You could take this man's job. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you oh. know, this this was good. I, I did like it. <laughs> Even though it wasn't real, you know? It's training for the real thing. Yeah, I guess so. And as he says that, his tail is swishing a little contentedly, and the scene slips away. Hello again, patient listeners. Welcome back to the Midro. This is Danny, your well-rested DM. I really needed a break there for a little bit to kind of just sort through some stuff, you know, like the fridge, the bathroom cabinet, emotions, but we're back now and we're better than ever. First up, we'd love it if you'd follow us on social media. We announced our hiatus there and we like to post other announcements and art and what better way than keep it... It's been too long. I'm out of the game, man. I'm out of the game. We announced our hiatus there, and we like to post other announcements and art, and what better way to keep on top of all that than by clicking that follow button. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Last Tapestry and Instagram at the.last.tapestry. We also have a link to our website there, thelasttapestry.com. It has links to our shiny new Discord server, which we'd love for you to come and visit. Feel free to chat about tapestry, TTRPGs, and whatever you'd like. We are pretty chill dudes. Want an NPC named after you? Make sure to leave a review on iTunes. We don't do a ton of marketing for the show, so word of mouth really helps us out. If you're leaving a review, please make sure to list your pronouns so that your character better reflects you. That's it for our intro. We'll get back to the show after another three-month break. Just goofing. We'll get back after a word from our fellow actual play Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. There are, in our world... Certain places that seem to draw on the strange. Tragic news on this, the first day of school in Chillhaven, as a local teen has been found dead, under what authorities are describing as mysterious circumstances. The unusual. So sleeping is difficult because I don't blink, so... Oh my god. The monstrous. (laughs) And then he vomits out his whole skeleton onto his desk. What? And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations. So I'm like walking, trying to like subtly unzip my hair out of my backpack. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius. What do they fluctuate, Zeke? Molecules? A burgeoning telekinetic. I think you have telekinetic powers. That's so specific for you to say right now. Um. <laughs> or a social media influencer. And she took a and she took a selfie too, and she put glass their fake glasses. <laughs> Your safety is not guaranteed. Why do I keep being made to look at things that shouldn't be? <laughs> In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High is a real play radiophonic supernatural teen drama. New episodes every Tuesday. Follow us everywhere at Chillhaven High.
and we go to Delhi. Who's fine dream are we going to explore? <laughs> Marjorie's. Or so you think, because you are just walking through a city. And it's not an underwater city, it's just a, it's just a normal city. It's a really nice city. There are towering buildings, and then there's just the warm smell, like street food, and you can hear the echoes of chatter. You can't see anyone. You can kind of see reflections in the glass of people as if they were walking through the city, but you can't actually see anyone. And she is enjoying it. She is just walking through the city slowly. That's what you see. Well, this is nice. Yeah. No, it's it's so nice. I like all the cities I've gotten to see today. It's uh, it's a big change from the usual, which is just countryside, you know. So, like, I don't mean to, like, overstep or anything, but do you think he might leave the monastery? <sighs> I mean, I'd like to. I talked to Mona about it. I talked to her about going to the school, and maybe we both can go. That's what she said, and I like the sound of it. Do you want to go to school? Is that something you... Well, it'll put me in the city. And then I can start working on a magazine. I mean, what's stopping you from starting a magazine now? Hmm, probably technical knowledge. I think it'd probably be good to, you know, have a class or two. Do you love magazines? That's a really great idea I think you have, Marjorie. Oh, thank you. I've been excited about it ever since we mentioned it. Which was like yesterday Yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, now I'm reinvigorated. I know where I'm going in life. Except for in this moment. Oh. What do you mean? Uh, well, we're stuck in a in a, a dream. Right. Yeah, that's a that that is a hindrance of um of your actual life dream. Oh, but of starting a magazine. Here's the pro tip though. <laughs> pro tip. Always follow the crying kid. We just have to find a crying kid. <laughs> right? Do you often dream of, of kids crying? No, but that's what we did in Mona's dream, and then that's what we did in the in the fish guy's dream. Oh, shit! <laughs> Marjorie. <laughs> she, I like checked to see if Alice like heard that. Um, I think Alice is just on his own planet. He's not listening. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nothing up there except for circus music. <laughs> Basically. She does it's she just, still looks very guilty though. She's just she blushed. She's just like totally flushed. She's like, oh shit. Well, um It's fine. I don't think he noticed. Okay. Um I wouldn't want him to know that we saw that part no, that, of his that life seems, seems pretty private. Yeah. Okay. Uh um So hey, this is must be your dream. Yes. What would Marjorie want to do? Well, this is your life. I mean, it's not your life. It, but this is your time to shine, Marjorie. It came sooner than I thought. Oh, this is this is so much pressure now. Now I now this is pressure. What do I want from this? I guess I want to start that magazine. I want something yeah, I want something that'll like connect me to the city. So that's what I want. So this magazine, what do you want it? Is it like a lifestyle magazine? Or is it going to be specifically about one subject? Or I feel like it could be lifestyle. I want to cover like the whole city. Okay. So the best way to do that is to explore the city and also just take in its culture. So maybe we find like some cool 
concert or something that's happening, and you can write about that. That sounds... Yeah, that sounds perfect. Let's go look for, like... You know what I always loved to read about? We used to get, like, some magazines, and they would talk about, like, these amphitheaters where they would just, like, have a band that played outside, and people would just eat fair food and watch it. That sounds amazing. It does. Let's go find an outdoor festival kind of thing. Yeah, let's go. I guess instead of following a crying kid, we'll follow our noses to a or <laughs> festival area with food and and a band playing. Yeah, that sounds perfect. And so yeah, let's roll um investigation or insight. Um I'm open to whatever you want to roll. It's the same for me and that's a 7. So, whoa, twins. <laughs> that's a 7 on the die anyway. Let me see if Oh, lucky. Lucky number 7, <laughs> except it actually sucks. Hold on. I guess uh Atlas can also roll. If he's done having circus brain. <laughs> he just plays our, like, little doop-doo-doos that Atticus and I did. <laughs> yeah. It's just that over and over. Definitely, definitely. Look, it's a mood. There are sometimes someone can be talking to me and I don't hear them. So, like... <laughs> he's just sitting there in his head just like, how does circus music go? <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've heard it. <laughs> I'm getting circus withdrawals. <laughs> You guys are just like Atlas. We need to find corn dogs, and he's like, "I will." <laughs> he actually is able to. He rolled like a twenty-four. Atlas can always find the fun. <laughs> he can. He is able to, and you all are honestly. But he is just keen. Like the moment he hears what the task is, he's on it. Like he just sets off, and he is able to find exactly what Marjorie was talking about. He's able to find this outdoor amphitheater. And you can only see the instruments. And they do seem to be playing themselves. Cool. And you can hear them. You can hear this fun big band playing, you know, playing this jubilant music. And it's nice. And it feels like a summer day. It's just kind of nice. Marjorie, if you, like, happen to glance over at her, seems to just really deeply be enjoying the mood. I'm just, I love this picture. Like, we, like find like a picnic blanket and like we're sitting like enjoying the music and she's just like there vibing with like her corn dog <laughs> it's very sweet sounding that is definitely on point so mona as that other dream fades away um you find yourself and the rest of the team in a large kitchen and it is just nice and just warm in there full of food there's some that's in the oven some that's still in bowls And in front of you is this book about how to make just a bunch of, you know, easy, simple recipes for a big crowd. If you want to roll perception to, like, kind of get a look around. 22. Okay. Yeah, you you look around and you can see some signage. You can see some posters on the wall. It gives you a general impression of where you are. And where you are would seem to be in some kind of shelter for people who require food, like low-income people, just etc. Like, this seems... This is like a soup kitchen, is where you are. And you have this this book in front of you. The rest of the crew are just there. What are... um? What are we doing here? I think that's we're cooking. Why are we cooking? Because the people need food. What people need food? She kind of, like, gestures to the signage. Yeah, Arya turns to look at it, and she's just like... Oh... So we're working a soup kitchen now. Mona shrugs and says, "This is as admirable as anything else." No, that's fine. I just um, 
There's a big jump from the last dream to this dream. I suppose. Whose dream is this? It's definitely not yours, are you? No. Can I roll insight? Yes. Okay. Or just general intelligence? Uh, my insight was uh, 16. Okay. This almost feels like a role for Jordan herself. Um, you would remember that uh, one of one of Mona's wishes was to end world hunger. Oh, okay. That's what's going on there. Alrighty. I just, just the way Arya said that, I was like, oh. The way, um, the way Arya said what? That it wasn't her dream. I was like, is she hiding something? Yeah. Is she hiding that she's secretly a really cool person who likes to also feed the poor? <laughs> She's just like she's hiding that she's a saint. <laughs> she's just like who would feed the hungry? That's so dumb. <laughs> Sweats profusely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Oh. Someone's gonna say, I suppose. I mean, I grew up without a lot, and I've always wanted to give back to others who grew up in similar circumstances. So this could be my dream. Uh, all right, let's let's get cooking. Okay, um, and then Arya starts taking off her opera gloves, and it's just like, uh, lead the way, chef. What are we cooking? I flip through the recipe book. Okay. It's a big old lasagna. That's what we used to make at the church. Just a bunch of fucking lasagna. What's your lasagna? I would love a lasagna. Heck yeah, you guys, you guys really get good. together and you start making a big old lasagna. Except for the marigold who hangs back and watches. Because they do not want to remove their gloves. They're too cool to to feed the hungry. They d- cook for the poor. No, yeah. they do. They do feel seem to feel uncomfortable about not helping, but they do not want to remove their gloves. Let's roll cooking. What's cooking? What's cooking? Dex plus if you're proficient if you're proficient in cooking tools, it'd be Dex plus uh, your. Do you say Dex or wisdom? It's either, if you're going by the recipe, then it's, like, wisdom. If you're kind of just, like, finessing, I think it was dex. And then you would add proficiency if you're proficient in the tools. Okay. Uh, are you- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with dex because that's higher. <laughs> okay. I guess Arya will, too. She's going to follow your lead. Ooh, nice. going to be 15. Yep, she got 16. Let's see how Willow does. 15 also. You guys all do a really damn good job of making a lasagna. So you guys kind of just like chill in this kitchen together, chatting as you put together this like meat sauce and the noodles and everything. And you put it away in the oven and you all kind of just fall into your natural roles. Like Willow likes to help out. Aria is kind of the more um, playful one that's more warm, but also like, hey, you kind of missed that spot. You missed like a whole chunk of tomato over there. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she's still like just joking around getting meat sauce on people as a joke <laughs> while they're cooking mona's gonna ask um so what brought the two of you to the museum today well it's just like oh uh, well i was um i just came with coniferous really i just came with that group that came over from the what was gonna be the unfolding play and then aria nods she's just like i didn't have anything else planned today and i didn't want to go hang around with nevi so what's the deal with that what's the deal with what you and nevi not liking each other <laughs> she at first seems really embarrassed about that and then she's just like oh yeah no we don't i mean look it's rough we're i care about him he's like he's like a nerdy little brother except i'm pretty sure he's older than me he's like a nerdy older brother who i view as a little brother <laughs> <laughs> 
it's complicated, but I it's like I like him. He's just annoying lately. Why is that? He's focused on whatever the king wants him to do. Which, I get it. That's his whole life. But why did it have to become his whole life, you know? Right. I know somebody like that. <laughs> I am not even sure which one you're referring to. <laughs> Me, Dan. I'm like, <laughs> which one? <laughs> Wait, who? I mean, I meant Elijah. Oh, <laughs> no. I, I figured it was Elijah, but I was just like... You know a lot of intense folks. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any persuading him not to do that? Arya just sighs and leans against the counter, and she's like, I don't think so. It's been his whole life at this point, basically. Half his life. He really respects the king and whatever. Do you not? Respect the king? I mean, no. I get what Nevi's doing. I get it. I don't like the state of things either. I guess I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't doing this right now. But that doesn't mean I want him to be throwing his whole life away for it. It seems to me, and look, I'm not someone who's done a whole lot with their life, but it seems to me a lot of people think that their life needs to be one way, and that they need to be great or accomplish some great work, and that distracts them from really living. Yeah, that's true. There are a lot of people who forget, you know, to, to live and enjoy living while you got it. You know, I mean, you may not have done a whole lot to this point, but you're the kind of person who dreams about helping people. I mean, that's a lot better than most people who have achieved anything, honestly. Well, thank you. Mona looks over to the Marigold and says, um, Speaking of helping people, I have an idea on how to make things right. And what is that? I have a ring that would allow me to teleport to the stepping stones and take people with me. Oh, really? If I could find my friends and at least tell them what I'm doing, I would be willing to do that with you. You notice the Marigold takes some pause at this. If you want to roll insight. Uh, 22. I mean, they seem to take pause at this. They're not sure if it'll work. They seem to not sh- not be sure what to say to confirm or deny. Is something wrong? Does it work like that? Does it just work like that? You can just do that and bring it there and, and everything will be fine. Well, whether everything will be fine is a bigger question. I can cast teleport. It should take us there, especially if you know specifically where we should go. I do. I'll think about it. Okay. And the lasagna's done, and it's a huge old pan of lasagna. And you can you can pull that out and, and start divvying that up to feed the people. And with that, the scene fades away. Deli's next, right? Yeah, uh, no. Um, Elijah. Elijah's next. Sorry. We now are in... This place isn't exactly familiar to you. It seems to be like some kind of, um, like maybe like a boarding house. And it's, from the sound of it, it is full of people who are being rambunctious. For the moment, they are enjoying themselves. What an ominous way to put that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine they always do. Sometimes it, sometimes it rains, sometimes it's a Sunday. But today they're pretty chill. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, if you want to look around to kind of figure out what is going on here, you can roll investigation or insight. I'll roll insight. Hammerith can join you. No, he can't. It's a two. It's a two plus five. It's a seven. Oh no, Amaranth also did bad. <laughs> Lucky number Hold seven. Hold on, Coniferous is still there. Save us. Oh, nice. Okay, that's a 15. As you guys are looking around, just like, 
What's going on here? Oh, it seems like we're born. It seems like people live here. Meanwhile, in the background, Coniferous is like looking around closely, and he finds a picture. Oh, if you wish. You should come look at this, Elijah. You're in this fun. I'm what? You're in this fun. He comes. He comes to look. He comes over and he finds him. Like there is a huge picture, and it's got like a bunch of people in there. There's some that are from the the Golden Grasp, even. So like Ezra is to Elijah's left, Conway is to Elijah's right, and there are a couple of people like Corinna Claw, and there are a couple of people that you know you've come to respect who are there, and they're all just together in this space. And you get the feeling that they have, like, united under you instead of uniting under the golden grasp. There is just this impression that this is this is somewhere that you're in charge of rather than somewhere that Jazz holds dominion. I think I'm the boss of this dream. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know if now I'll get to go do paperwork. I hope not. <laughs> but I am taking this picture. Okay. He takes a picture. Um, the picture is momentarily in your inventory. Amaranth's just like, well, I mean, if you're the you're the boss, then what do you want to do as a boss? Maybe that's where we probably something to make the the city better, the the world better. Uh, I don't know what that means in the scope of uh, a dream, though. I have to kill the princess. Amaranth <laughs> just blanches, and he's like, no. That's not... I'm sure that's not what it is. I helped you do cop stuff. That's you true. can help me kill a princess. That is true. That is true. <laughs> see? I'm right. As I often am. I'll go ignored in my time, but you see, it's gonna okay. be like this. I mean, I don't think people ignore you, Elijah. They all give you your due. The only time that they write you off is whenever you're, you know... When you're certain of something that's not something you should be certain about. <sighs> including but not limited to the fact that you keep saying you're okay when you're not okay. See? Maybe that's why people don't trust you. No, 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 no. I'm bringing it back. You said we talk about it later, and it's later. (laughs) (laughs) I meant later is when we're not... (laughs) This isn't later enough. We'll we'll discuss this. I'll pencil you We can discuss this later a different day. But what if that's actually how you get out of here? Oh, by, by being told i'm not no. okay i don't think so you no got that's to not what i mean the chair. i mean by like finding what actually makes you okay is it not is it not this it could be this but maybe it's a different part of this than you know i mean obviously it's making the city a better place yeah okay that's what i want too and that's what made me feel good but i mean it sounds like you just want to be listened to what you just said. Uh, that's part of making the city a better what? place. <laughs> a better place for Elijah to be listened to. <laughs> I mean, look, I think. I mean, the people in charge of the city now don't have its best interests at heart, and people listen to them. Maybe they should listen to people who do have its best interests at heart. Yeah, they should. That's all I mean. Well, I mean, they should, and they will. So he just, like, yeah, he just gestures in the in the uh, direction of your uh, picture that you stole. And, uh, well, I guess not stole. Technically, you're in it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a picture, you automatically own it. Yeah, that's what Facebook says. Yeah, that's your picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I. it looks like that is what you've got here. Like, it looks like you've got 
people listening to you here. And those are all people who just listen to you normally. I listen to you. Like... That's true, and I appreciate it. I know that, uh... You know, that's a... I I understand it is a trial sometimes to overcome your instinct to not listen to me. And I appreciate a lot that you make the effort. I mean that. You know, it's only been a few days, but I feel like we've come a long way, you and I, from, um... Well, you don't remember it, but the first time we talked, it was grapple fights. So, and you did make me slip in a big grease puddle. (laughs) Amareth laughs at that, and he just says, uh, well... It wasn't funny, I had to go stab the princeps in my grease pants. (laughs) He does, however, think that's funny. I mean, I don't think he noticed, because I was stabbing him, so, like... (laughs) Look, I... I'm just saying, like, I, I think... You got all the tools to make this now. Why not just do it? You've got all these people who listen to you and, like, respect you. They just don't know you very well yet. You know, like this, um, like me, who's been constantly forced to fight undead with you or go into (laughs) dreams with you. And I'm not to say it's been a bad time. It's not, it's not been a bad time, I promise. It's just, except whenever I get... Uh, knocked out, but... Um, almost yeah. killed. Yeah, that will... You know, we're gonna get to the stellar plane and we're gonna do a whole group exercise on not getting almost murdered every time we fight. We did good this last time, though, that robot. I mean, it was just a, a full funny animatronic, so maybe not... Maybe not the toughest opponent, but we really did do a number on it. Good job. Yeah, you know, we did, we did do good about that. But you know what I'm saying, right? I do know what you're saying, and I um I appreciate it. I'll definitely I will definitely spend some time meditating on on these words you've told me. Well, cool, because I think a lot about the words you tell me. Uh, I would like it if my words were helpful to you <laughs> at some point. I'll pre- I appreciate um I appreciate that, Amara. Thank you. You have your your picture. And you can see just a ton of people there. Amaranth's there. Your friends now are there. Aww. <laughs> he, sh- he, sh- he shows Amaranth this. Look. <laughs> In this dream, you helped me kill what? the princess. No, that's not what, that's not what that says. That's, there's no proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and the dream fades away. <laughs> Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.